The Sharks finish up an interesting road trip that saw them go all over the place. Hopefully they got frequent flyer miles out of it with the way they were traveling. We'll break down this loss. We'll break down what's coming up. We'll just break down, I think, at this point. <laughs> right now, here on Teal Town After Dark. <laughs> oh, man. Good evening, everyone. It is Thursday, March 9th, 2023. The Sharks lose 4-2 to the St. Louis Blues. Yes, you gotta hand it to them. They at least won, you know, fair and square. Oh, wait, I mean, they're, they're still not over that hand pass? Oh, my bad. They won the cup after the damn thing. Anyways, welcome to Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive Sharks post game. Join us after each and every Sharks game, home and away, loss after painful, painful loss. Uh, if you want to be part of the show, chat with us and fellow hockey fans all over the world and in Sharks territory on the YouTube page or the app. Of course, follow us on the social, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit, Discord, TikTok. Find everything at tealtownusa.com. If you want to support the show and what we provide for content, you can Venmo us at Tealtown USA or hit us up in the YouTube chat on the Super Chat. We thank you very much for all of that. And good evening to oh, what? Um, Dana. Dana. What 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 is th what is that sweatshirt you are what in the world are you doing? I'm wearing the swag of the team I was rooting for. We've been over this. Last time I was on a blues game show. She's rooting for the Sharks, even though it may not show on her sweatshirt. But think about it. No, don't pay attention to the, um, <laughs> the, I call them rags, towels. Don't pay. Those Rally towels. That doesn't say LeBanc. That says, um, who's still on the blues. Pareko. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's it. Yes. All right. Um, uh, Amanda, of course, asking, did they lose the right way, Puck Guy? Yes, they lost the right way, which is why. Oh, as in in regulation? Yes. <laughs> Indeed. Um, how are you, Dana? Good, good. Uh, going on a little weekend trip to Kansas City tomorrow. So opposite direction of St. Louis. Um, but I'm sure I'll be back there sometime soon. Uh, do you enjoy the barbecue over there? Yes, for sure. Like that's one of the things we look forward to and we make sure to always have barbecue. Like I don't eat a lot of red meat, like hardly ever, but like I will make like if I'm in a city like Kansas City where like they're known for their barbecue, like that's Yeah. You know, absolutely. That's that's the good stuff. <laughs> uh Mandatory, yes. It was it mandatory the Sharks to lose for the twenty seventh yes. time after having a lead. <sighs> it yeah. wasn't a two goal lead. Yeah, no. Could have been worse. It could have been worse. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I guess so. Uh, you know, it even they even got a power play like a minute in, but you know, the Sharks coming into this game one for twenty of their last twenty four efforts on the power play. The Blues had been hadn't won in their last four games, and they were getting outscored fifteen to eight. You know, Bennington oh five and two. He's given up you know almost four goals a game, and yet 
The sharks come in. <laughs> oh, I love this team. I love this team. I teams love this team. teams love to throw in goalies against the sharks to boost their confidence. Yeah. I swear to God, Absolutely. this is a pattern. <laughs> oh, man. Works. right. Uh, you know, EK not fined or suspended yet for his his helmet toss. Uh, oh, boo hoo! Sh- he yeah. didn't throw it at anybody. Like. Oh man! Hey, like where th- to where to even start unpacking? The refs have not been fans of the sharks. Yeah, and, and Triple G oh eight oh six mentioning how about Quinn being fined twenty five thousand for cursing. YouTube's changed their standards, so we can't, really can't uh, say that f word. I'm we- really fudging <laughs> proud, honestly. You know what? Um, Boogler never showed that kind of passion. You know, <laughs> very good point. Yeah, here. In fact, we even have a side clip from Randy Hahn after he saw David <laughs> Quinn cursing. Better not f with me. That's right. We will never f with Randy Hahn. I mean, come on now. I mean, I find it very convenient that you know that Carlson gets screwed over on that. You know how convenient. I know, Randy, how convenient that was for that to be missed, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, Quinn, I don't blame him. Uh, it just sucks that Dwyer played. <laughs> I mean, the scheduling is hilarious, but I digress. Let's let's not talk about the officiating. You know, it's not like there was a bad call or two in the third period, which, you know, could have changed things, but I digress. All right, Carlson comes back after having a bloody lip, a big fat bloody lip uh gets gets his 20th of the season dana things looking good sharks up one nothing his 20th of the year the career high in points that's good the sharks having a lead not good doesn't matter if you're on team tank or team sharks win as much as possible both are bad apparently um it, at least it was never a two goal lead. Um, Cause yeah, that, that really would have had me on alert, but uh, you know what? In the end, I was fine with how it all went. So, uh, spoiler alert. Spoiler I'm alert. Back. Yeah. Don't worry because two minutes later, Tori Krug would get a nice feed from Thomas for his sixth of the season to tie it up at one. Um, Teams would trade slashing calls later in the period, nothing much other. But the Sharks, you know, put up as many, practically as many shots, if not more shots after one period as they did against Colorado all games. So progress, people, progress. Effort. <laughs> um, it's, that's, oh, wow. that's good. I think Timo Meyer, I, I don't know if he's the shots leader, but he's up there. He, mm-hmm. of all the players in the league, takes among like the most shots. Um, so yeah, I guess the, the sharks are, you know, um, starting to make up for the loss of team. I, I don't know if I can even say that cause it's not like they're winning now, but, um, it was not surprising to me that in the games immediately after Timo leaving the shots were not happening, but, um, I mean, and the Blues, you know, they've sold off quite a few players, but um, their decor is still pretty intact. So 
Yeah, I mean, they still have a decent defense. They still have some decent scores for that matter, too. Jordan Cairo. Oh, yeah. Bushnevich, you know, who's been a shark killer himself. Um, uh, why can't I think of, uh, you know, I mean, you, you have Sammy Blay back, uh, and he would get the Blues back up, you know, 2-1 after the, you know, in the middle of the second period. Um, I, I mean, it just, they they have some good pieces, and it's honest, they're going for a retool. So, I have thoughts on that. Go I don't ahead. know if we want to segue in. Um, I think the Blues are further behind than a lot of people might think. Um, like, they just sold off, like, their two most, like, recognizable franchise players. Yes. I don't think you do that in a retool. And it's not like... Tarasenko and O'Reilly are like old farts or something. Oh, am I allowed to say fart? Or are we going to get demonetized? <laughs> you can't breathe without getting demonetized. That's that's a whole other conversation. Uh, um, but yeah, like I see people being like, oh yeah, like the Blues will be in the playoffs next year. I'm not so sure about that. Frankly, I think they jumped the gun with like a retool rebuild or whatever. Like I think they're trying to get a better lottery ticket frankly um because yeah sure the blues could use bedard i wouldn't be horribly upset about it um i think they need sharks need bedard a lot more but um you know i i, I think teams being like the clownery at the trade deadline was more due to um the strength of the upcoming draft in particular the num presumed number one pick uh than it was teams suddenly being way more like i don't know some kind of shift in um in the strategy of winning teams i think it's a lot more about the losing teams so we'll see it'll be interesting to see how uh you know where this blues team lands it in the next couple years but um but yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we need to get to some of the comments in the chat. Uh, Kevin Lacing going, what the? Dana! Uh, and what? he also writes, David Quinn was just fined $25,000 for Dana's harsh language. Uh, and, <laughs> and a Howie Meyerson. Who? Howie Meyerson. Never heard of her. Uh, Dana is styling. Uh, Thanks. That's my dad. Dad, you're supposed to rock teal. You know, there's, there's a, no, yeah. no, he's a St. Louis boy. I'm, you know, to he, he's always gonna gun for the blues, you know, first and foremost. But um, OG Sharks fan, he was there in the Cow Palace. Gotcha. All right. Well, hello, Howie. Thanks for joining us, and thank you to everyone joining us here. Uh, so, Blues would get a two-one lead. Blay uh, gets a uh, gets uh, uh, an. Gets an assist from Perieko on a breakaway after Eklund had some trouble with the Carlson pass. Or you can say Carlson made a bad pass to Eklund. Either way, it was 2-1 Blues. But at the same time, well, just about four minutes later, Tomas Hurdle gets his, I think it's his third goal in four games. So Hurdle gets his 18th. Barabanov with a nice assist on the turnover. And Dana were thinking, oh my gosh, they might pull this off. They might actually pull this off. They're going 2-2 two, two after 2. And you're thinking, yeah, yes. We can we get another victory for the Moral Victory Club. 
uh, again, like, I'm not trying to hide the fact that I was rooting for the Blues. I wanted the Sharks to play well, and I think they went toe-to-toe with the Blues. It was a super entertaining game. Like, spoiler alert, I have a lot of post-its to get to at yes. some point. Uh, we'll, we'll finish going through the game. I know I've been light on the post-its recently because the Sharks have given me, like, nothing to comment <laughs> on. But um, rest assured, I will. Gotcha. So. We'll, we'll finish up with uh, Jacob Vrana getting a second of the season from Bushnevich. There's Bushnevich again uh, and Kapanen to uh, give the Blues a 3-2 lead. A questionable call, which had Tory Krug hold on to Fabian Zetterland's stick, and then the officials call hooking on Zetterland. Uh, sets oh, up are a- you telling me the refs haven't been nice to the Sharks in the last week? Hmm, I wonder why. <laughs> uh, Robert Thomas would get the power play goal, which gave them insurance and and to pretty much close it out late in the game. Side and Bushnevich again on the assist there. So Sharks lose again uh, four to two uh, on there. But I I thought they played fairly well. They had some chances. Granted three goal posts by the blues in this game. So it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, you know, I think Kakanen had a strong game overall. I, what was his save percentage in the end? Probably uh, not great. 867. But... Oh, mind. Okay. Well, the eye test told me that, you know, maybe he had like enough, um, obviously good saves that, you know, it kind of tricked me, but, um, the, who, which, which goal score was it? I'm trying to remember. Um, yeah, no, these post-its are chaotic. So is the shark. The, so the, the, there was one goal where, um, Kakanen was like super duper out of position. Um, I, I wanna... yeah, the Vrana goal. Yeah. Yeah. That one was, um, iffy, but like the blade goal, for example, like that was a breakaway. I don't blame him at all. So, um, I think after like a re- <laughs> that call, that Colorado game was, was not it for Kakanen and, um, goalies have to have a bad short-term memory. And, um, I, I commend him for putting up a respectable effort. Um, again, I know the number doesn't tell you that, but, um, I think he he had had some good saves that and, you know, the post certainly helped, too. So, yeah, a tough one for that one. Oh, did you focus on Eklund tonight? I mean, what did you think out there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm always focused on Eklund. Um, I see that Hurdle says that he thinks it was his best game. I don't know. I think he had a few moments where, you know, he um, he he looked a little tentative about things. And, you know, I, you know, didn't really receive the pass from Carlson. Well, um, didn't make it on the breakaway, um, you know, when he or was sorry, not a breakaway. He he was was it. I don't know. He was right in front of the net at one point. so I don't I don't know if I'd say it was his best game, but I we're seeing improvement for sure. He looked way more timid last season. Um, personally, I still think they should have kept him in last season, because um, I think his play 
was good enough that it warranted keeping him in. But um, it looks like that, you know, this past year in the Barracuda has, you know, um, continued to help him improve his game. And I, I think it's just a matter of getting a little older, putting on a little more muscle, you know, uh, getting um, used to like the caliber of um, play in the NHL. So, yeah, but uh, overall, like, I, I I'm enjoying watching watching him blossom. Yeah, um, and it's it's something to it's it's a bit of solace after losing Timo, who was like the um, you know the most recent really like homegrown superstar, I guess. Yeah, no, to have you want to see progress, of course, and I think he showed that very well in the AHL. Um, I, I know Burge is saying, you know, doesn't, he says he doesn't look ready. Uh, but, and I also know there were people saying the other night that, you know, maybe he should bulk up a little bit more on the off season. I thought he did already, but at the same time, he will, but he will continue to, I mean, you don't have to bulk up to, you know, be a tough player. Um, I think, you know, it, that's, you know, that, that's his body and, and what, you know, the doctors and trainers and think, you know, makes sense for him. Um, but yeah, just to clarify, um, I, I was saying uh, how Hurdle said it was Eklund's best game, not Hurdle's best game. Gotcha. It was a good game by Hurdle. Beautiful. But yeah, he, sorry, I, just to clarify uh, a comment um, that someone had. You're good. Yeah. But I mean, uh, third game and goals in three of the last four games for Hurdle. So there's that one. Russell Anderson, my long, my longtime BFF from high school. Uh, I know a goalie that could stand in for him. Yes. Your son, Cole Anderson, uh, he, he needs to be in Idaho's junior steelhead very soon. And then we can. Any relation it. to Craig Anderson? Sadly, no. Uh, unless, Russell, you can tell me otherwise, but I don't think so. Uh, but uh, uh, thanks for joining us as well. Uh, AJ, of course, <laughs> Jenny. Don't worry, Eklund's only playing nine games a season. Yeah, we'll see. Still, still, I I, I think he's definitely, I, I'm with you, Dana. I think he's definitely come a long way where his game has been more rounded. Uh, definitely trying to get more shots on net. And it's he's making moves, which is nice to go to the net. And in fact, I think some of the quotes in the dressing room, uh, it says that Eklund tonight, I think my game is getting better and better. Our line did a good job of getting more scoring chances. Uh, I'll give him that. I grew up watching Carlson. To see him doing this live is spectacular. Absolutely. I mean, I, I would be uh, in awe of it. Just don't get too odd a little bit. On the Sharks power play, Eklund goes on to say we have to go more towards the net and get off the walls. More guys in front. Hmm. I, I think Sharks fans have been saying that for years, especially for Jumbo was on the power play. Does Eklund watch our show? I, I right. William Eklund, hello. Thank you. Um, at Teal Town USA, if you if you want to chat with us for a little bit, me and Dana wouldn't mind chatting it up with you. It'd be uh, awesome to do. Absolutely, that. we'll take a trip to IKEA, grab some meatballs. Oh, a good time. You know, low key, those Swedish meatballs are pretty damn good. Just saying, just saying. Uh, <laughs> well, before we continue on with some of the comments from the locker room, let's get to Dana's post-it notes. Uh, 
what do you got for us this evening? Sure. So, okay, let me count them. So we were at 55. 55. Yes. And we have one, two, three, four, five, six tonight. Whoa, uh, 61. So, mm-hmm, yeah, we think we're definitely going to go over 70, guys. Oh, yeah. Um, so let's see. Um, okay, so the not goal early in the first period. Oh, yes. I I personally, I think it went in, but I don't think it necessarily met the standard of conclusive. Um, I think if there's only one angle that shows it as being in, that's iffy. So I think it was probably a goal, but I wasn't like screaming at the TV, you know, um, <laughs> that do- it doesn't even make the top five most annoying decisions by the refs in this game alone. <laughs> um, let's see what else. Uh, um, I can't remember if it was, I think it was Randy who said, um, Usually Carlson is as cool as a cucumber or something like that. I'm like, in a sense, but also he, if he's pissed, you know it. <laughs> I remember like, that. I remember that Arizona game where he got caught with the hot mic saying, "Are you killing, kidding me on a penalty call?" And um, yeah, yeah. So um, in fairness, they're all cussing out there, not speaker, you know. Um, oh my God. Yeah. People, oh my God. Everybody said so many funny things tonight. I don't know if I know lots of y'all skip intermission live, which is fair. I usually watch the first one cause they'll interview a player and then like the second one they'll do like, you know, some shenaniganery. Um, but when, uh, Carlson says like, Oh, blah, 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 blah. When I hang up the skates in 15 years, <laughs> I love it. Love it. He's going to, um, we're going to sign him to another eight year deal folks. <laughs> and, and Dana's got the, is the original source of it. Yeah. Back to you. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm continuing being a smart insider woman, Dana. Yes. Um, <laughs> let's see. Oh, when again on intermission live Brownie said something like there are humans who live in a different place. I think he was trying to talk about certain players being like having some kind of like intuition about the game or where the puck's going to be or whatever. But I had to say like, wow, that's the insight I come to intermission live for. There are people in other places. Uh, on just facts on our, uh, on our live chat right now, uh, AJ has put a pull up. Was it a goal? Currently, uh, 69%, uh, oh, now it's jumped up to 71% saying, yes, it was a goal. And, like, I I agree with you, Tina. That's one thing we didn't talk about, but it looked really close. It it looked like there is some, there's a little bit. But, yeah, it probably wasn't conclusive to Toronto. But, like, I think that's fair. Of all the weird, like, rules and stuff, I feel like that one's fair because, ultimately, like, People, um, what's what's a better replacement for the second letter of the alphabet word? Um, people are blabbing uh, all the time about how many um, like 
delays there are because the refs all need to huddle up and look at their itty bitty iPad. Um, Can we <laughs> get a larger like, iPad? Come on. I know. They're, it's so funny. It's like they're all <laughs> crowding around like a little iPod Nano fourth generation screen. Um, but yeah, like if we, if it, if they took it to the extreme of like having 70 billion different angles and like, you know, um, pulling out their microscopes to see if the atoms touch, like, you know, you can take it to the extreme and it's just not worth it. Yeah. Um, for the on ice product to be constantly interrupted. So like inevitably there are going to be calls that may not technically be right, but in the interest of like continuing with the game. Kevin saying Connor Bedard said it was no goal. Yeah. <laughs> oh. There you have it. Maybe I'm maybe I'm biased because again, you're a Blues fan, of course. Yes. Okay. Um. Says okay. Back to Carlson shows, but go ahead. Uh, Just go ahead. I liked seeing in the second period, Cooch like fighting for Eklund's honor. Um. <laughs> I I didn't even I I'm not sure I caught what exactly happened to Eklund, but I just saw. Uh, Couture kind of like, you know, going in on a, a blues player who's kind of messing around with Eklund. So it's good to see they're, they're standing up for him. They want to, you know, protect their little sunshiny boy. Um, and um, that that does make me happy because the one thing the Sharks do have going for them as far as like their future is there are a lot of role models in, in the Sharks dressing room for those guys to learn from and look up to, even if, you know, Hurdle, Cooch, classic um who who else the heck is still around um like it mainly those guys um you know they they may be either in their prime or getting past their prime but um you know uncertainly as years go by they will not be in their prime but that knowledge is still going to be there that work ethic is still going to be there and i it makes me happy that eklund bordalo all those guys they're going to be able to see that and learn from that. Just like how, and, sorry, go ahead. Oh, how could you learn from Thornton and Marlowe? Yep. Is that what you're going to say? Yep. Yeah. That's one thing the Sharks have always had going for them is there's always strong leaders in the dressing room. I believe that. Um, okay, cool. Continuing onward. Um, so apparently playing or at least possessing the puck with a broken stick is a penalty. Uh, that makes sense, but I did not know that. And I, hadn't seen it um i don't know why who was it uh that player the blues player i'm forgetting who it was didn't get off the ice i don't know why he stayed out there like it it's just it was just really funny to me um wait wait and you know there's play early <laughs> yeah no there's always something um ah the blues pipe organist was playing one direction at one point in the third period. And like, just in general, it made me really nostalgic for going to blues games. Cause I didn't catch one this season, but like the pipe organist there like pops off, like whoever they are, hats off to them. They're always like playing fun songs and, um, and they always play, I, I guess this is not pipe organist, but at the blues games, they always play country roads sometimes in the third period. And it's cute. So Jeremy Boyer. So I remember I had looked him up before. Hey, that's a blue, blues Mark organist. Donk. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, anyway, that's it for the post-its. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, I gotcha. Yeah, it's... 
it was an eventful game. Yeah, it was an eventful game. So you're at 61. So those who who betted under, you're in trouble because I think Dana's at least going to be on for two more shows. Uh, so oh, we'll probably be, more than that. Probably more than that. I'm sure. on a roll. Yes. Unfortunately, the wind streak ends though for Dana, but uh, well, technically, it, I guess it didn't since she My was my one for the game Blues. win streak or two. I, I think you had I two in a row at one time. Doesn't matter. Uh, Hurdle uh, in the locker room. We were f we were right there all game, but we give up an easy goal. The same that's happened the last few games. We just give it to them. Uh, when we play hard, we can compete against anyone, but we keep making mistakes. We have to play smart hockey. Uh, we wait for the perfect play when we need to keep it simple. We just don't get enough shots on the power play. One shot on goal isn't enough. Hey, you, you you know, uh, it's a tough one. Um, you know, but, uh, it is what it is. They go 0 for 4 tonight. The Blues get a power play goal late. Uh, so the PK is frustrating. Hurdle saying this was Eklund's best game, as you alluded to earlier. Uh, he's smart with the puck and makes smart plays, I believe, in him and the future with us. You know, so, And then Quinn would go on to say, I liked our game in a lot of ways, but our mistakes ended up in our net. Some of the big breakdowns cost us. A bad read on a rush gets him a third goal. Uh, I thought we were struggling on the power play even when Timo was here. We need more anticipation. We're not doing things five on four that we do five on five. Interesting. So, yes. Uh... And you, oh, you already answered it. These retro blues jerseys or the current blues. I'm with you. I like the the red to it with it. I think it really pops. Although St. Louis has always had some nice uniforms over the years. They're 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 really nice. The the light blue with the with the cream looks really sharp as well. But I I yeah. really like this one tonight. Yeah, so. I, I appreciate that the Blues usually stick with a pretty clear theme. And the Sharks do this, too. I think overall the Sharks have had really good jerseys. Mm -hmm. Like, when teams, like, try to, like, do something super different out of left field or, like, try to, I don't know, try to go overly simple to the point where it's stupid and y'all know which jersey I'm talking about is the jersey jersey. Um, I will say <laughs> they probably sold a lot of them just because they were so funny. But, um, you know, just don't please stop asking goalies to design. <laughs> oh, God, no. God. Um, yeah, overall, though, I, I think... Um, the blues are verse retro this year where it's like, it's like mostly yellow with like this like thing. I'm not the biggest fan. Um, but yeah, anyway, usually I do like blue jerseys, but I do like that retro one and it, um, kind of harkens back to that, you know, what half year they had Gretzky. Yeah. Gretzky or, uh, Kevin mentioning, uh, I always think of Jeff Cortnall in these jerseys, and for some reason Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, it the, just the what was it like two, three months that they had Gretzky, uh, and then saw Steve Eisman just go bar down on John Casey. But I digress. Uh, some interesting stats to come out here: William Eklund has played sixty seconds more on the power play for the Sharks in twenty twenty three than Kevin LePink has. Oh God. 
Oh, Lordy. What did that man do? Right? He didn't, what did he do in this game that got him benched? Like, I can't even tell you. Did I miss something? LeBanc played four minutes, 59 seconds tonight. What, Four minutes what is going and 59 on behind the seconds. scenes? Oscar Lindblom, 8.51. Aveni Sveshnikov, 9.37. And yes, I get it. They were playing behind and such, but... Four minutes and 59 seconds. This is why you couldn't trade him, Sharks. This is why you couldn't trade him. You know, I know Jerk has been pushing for saying, hey, you can get something for LeBanc. When you play 4.59... You're 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 hurting yourself. You're hurting yourself big time. Uh, yeah, I like. There is clearly something we are all just missing. Like, because I don't, I don't know what's going on. Like, um, did did like seriously? Someone tell me. Is there something I missed? Did he have some kind of ridiculous, stupid error? Or, um, I barely saw him because again, he played four minutes. Were those the worst four minutes we've ever seen I mean, from a Sharks player? Like he had obviously no points, no. He was a zero for plus minus. Had no shots on goal, no pims, nothing. I mean, he literally was has on the stat sheet nothing for four fifty nine. Um, I, I I just I just uh, if you're not gonna play him, what are you doing? What are you doing with him? showcase him before the deadline i i just i just don't know i at this point and i wouldn't blame him if he wanted to get the hell out of here so uh nick cooper with a ten dollar super chat donation thank you very much for that uh nick saying once again another game of outshooting the opponent and we lost because the this goalie is one of the worst in nhl history you obviously didn't see yarmo milas in the first two years of the sharks uh every single one of them Besides, the first was stoppable. He sucks. Thank you for the donation, Nick. Appreciate that. Um, okay. Y'all pointing out that apparently LeBanc had a D-zone turnover. Who doesn't? <laughs> I mean, there was an offensive turnover that led to a breakaway goal for Sammy Blade. Did we see EK65 or, or William Eklund get? get scratched no William Eklund played 22-17 tonight won all of his face-offs by the way and Carlson played 25-25 shocker hmm hmm uh <laughs> Kevin Lacey Brant Myers almost had more time on ice than Kevin LeBanc oh boy uh, I almost had more time on ice tonight than Kevin LeBanc. Um, yeah. oh, gosh, uh, keep going through the chat. Austin, St. Louis Blues fan. Good to see you, bud. Big fan of the Blues reverse retro jersey this year. Uses the originals blue that was never actually used. Glad the Houston went away from the clown jersey logo. I, I get what they're trying to do, and I like the yellow, but I do like that 90s Blues jersey, dude. It's just, I mean, you and me were talking about it earlier. That that just looks really good. Um, from Shang, LeBanc hasn't played since 638 left in the first period. Had a pretty bad defensive zone turnover on this shift. Come on. 
I mean, what? What? We can't call Martin Cout up? I mean, get this guy a chance. What, are you guys afraid of, you know, putting him on waivers so he can get to the CUDA? I mean, give the guy some playing time. I mean, unless that's... Unless he he has some disparaging photos of of David Quinn going off on on other referees when he was with the Rangers, I don't know. Like seriously, you know, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty twenty two twenty three Sharks, where only Kevin LeBanc is held accountable for mistakes. Yeah, uh, Ao saying uh, LeBanc can get us future considerations. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, boy. That's crazy. Well, you know what's crazy is the Sharks have lost. But here's the good news, Dana. Here's the good news, Dana. Since we are going off of points percentage, based off of points percentage, the Sharks are now number 31 in the league, folks. They have the second best odds at getting Connor Bedard at 13. Is it Columbus? Columbus is it right now. Uh, St. Louis plays Columbus this weekend, and then I'll, I'll do this for, for AJ. Huge uh, game for the Sharks next week as they take on the Neon Buggers at home. So that should be a very interesting one for the Bedard Bowl. So, uh, yeah, and it's just, you know, <laughs> Daniel Smith, <laughs> embarrassing photos of Dave Quinn from the Christmas party. I, I'm surprised they had a Christmas party. Did Should... he take off his holiday sweater? Oh, that's probably <laughs> what it was. Nieto got mad, and then then Quinn decided to go off. I'm kidding for all those. All right. So, uh, in case you missed anything, or you want to watch this again, check us out on TealtownUSA.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple or Google Podcasts. YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Odyssey. Of course, if you're watching on the YouTube, please hit that like, subscribe, and notification bell. That will notify you when you go on the air. And let's hear your comments from tonight. Do you did you want? Do you like the Blues uniforms? Do you think Eric Carlson's going to hit a hundred? Was that was that or was that not a goal? I mean. Come on, share your comments in the chat. We'll respond to all of them here. So that being said, Dana, I know you wanted to have some extended time for your final thoughts. So the, the ice floor is yours, my dear. Yeah. So um, I, I know we're already at 41 minutes, but just wanted to bring something up. Um, not sharks related. Uh, probably all of us have seen. Well, if you haven't, I'll get you up to speed multiple teams or individual players on teams have chosen not to wear uh, pride themed warm-up jerseys on their respective pride nights. I just want to say, I don't want to like queer people are in every community, queer people play hockey. Um, and to this day, uh, it's not always a welcoming environment. Um, and so I just want to make super clear that like over here at Teal Town, we support the queer community. Um, we, you know, in general, but also um, in hockey as players, as fans, um, if you're trying to create, a, you know, a, a community and, and fan base that welcomes everyone from 
you know, certain geographical location as those hockey teams should, then you shouldn't be sending a message of exclusion. It's not political guys. No one is out here telling anybody who to vote for or whatever. Like to me, it's just ridiculous that they'll wear special jerseys for other different groups of people who deserve acknowledgement, who have faced challenges um, and saying, we're proud that you're members of our community, be it military service members, people of different um, like her- heritages and backgrounds, you know, even like cancer survivors, like any anyone you can think of, like a team is supposed to be something to rally around for a community. And that includes everybody in that community. Um, and yeah, so um, just wanted to make that clear. And um, for those of you who might think, oh, fine, people can date who they want, um, bleep who they want, but keep it out of hockey. You know, what about kiss cams? Like, <laughs> so so everybody is cool with seeing a man and a woman kiss on the Jumbotron a billion times, but if someone wants to wear, you know, rainbow jerseys, like, I, I could go on, I don't want to keep y'all up all night, but um, yeah, I just think, for those of you who think, oh, that doesn't belong in hockey, keep it out of hockey. Um, queer people play hockey. I'm, I'm sorry if that's news. Um, and I bet you a billion dollars there are at least a few players in the NHL right now who are scared to death that their identity, uh, you know, I, I don't know what goes on in dressing rooms if, if people know certain things, but certainly not to the public. The only person player who has thus far come out is a prospect, which is awesome. Luke Prokop, like props to him. He is a groundbreaker and I love that, but I feel for inevitably there are at least a handful of current NHL players who probably, who, who are being seeing the message from maybe teammates, maybe players on other teams. We don't want to acknowledge you. We don't want to, you know, you can play hockey, but only if you hide your identity. So I just want to make clear that over here at Teal Town, um, we we support queer people in hockey and in general. That is all. I, I completely agree with you, Dana, and I appreciate that. Uh, oh, and this, yes, Sharks have their event on Saturday. Yeah, the, the tough show part. Up. I, the, the tough part is, and it's an unfortunate thing, the Sharks and the Cuda play about an hour and a half between. The, I think the Cuda is at 6. The Sharks are at 7.30. Uh, and, uh, you know, they're both having their pride night at the same time, a a little bit of a bummer, but you're right. I mean, if you're going to have, you're going to do the Los Tiburones night, you're going to do the cancer night, you're going to do military night. It's supposed to be for everyone. And that's, that's the point here. You know, we can't just, you know, base it off of, you know, just skip one. So she's at Dana may with two y's on the twitter machine i'm at puck guy 14 on the twitter and the instagram we will be back with you following sharks and wild that's a saturday night start at 7 30 uh so we'll be on a little bit after 10 o'clock so we appreciate each and every one of you watching uh thank you very much uh and thank you everyone for loving this great game and until then keep it real keep it teal Keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. We will see you Saturday night.